It's time for a session of peering down the stethoscope to see science and fact sorted from suspicion and myth. Ain't it the truth? Real situations and ideas solved by paediatric emergency nurse and author Sarah Hunstead. Let's face it, kids put everything in their mouths. And that's developmentally normal. From your crawling child who will pick up everything from a lovely green leaf to a piece of dog foo and want to put it in their mouth, that's absolutely, well, maybe the dog poo's not fine. But that's the way that kids explore their world. What happens when that object ends up going down the wrong way and they start choking? When should you intervene? What do you need to do? These questions and more answered over the next few minutes. You're giving your child their first spoonful of food. It's a milestone moment. The camera's out. Everybody's crowded around. And chances are they're just going to spit it straight back out at you again. The other thing that they're going to do is that they will gag. They'll turn red. They'll cough, they'll splutter, their eyes may even become really watery. You want to panic because as a parent, you want to help them. How do you know that they're not choking? The good news is gagging is completely normal. It's our body's way of getting something out that has gone down the wrong way or is where it shouldn't be. And the important thing to note is that if your child is gagging, don't do anything they're going to be able to bring that up themselves. Gagging is a natural reflex. There are times when we need to intervene, and that is when your child is choking. Choking is very different to gagging. Choking can be life-threatening, and it's when an object is stuck in either their windpipe or their esophagus, and we need to help them. We're going to break up choking into three stages. If your child has choked and they've become unconscious, then you need to do doctor's A, B, C, D. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with those letters, then you need to do a first aid course. And you can listen to our podcast on the same subject. What about if your child has what we call a strong, effective cough? So that's when they can take a nice big breath in and a huge cough out. Certainly, this has happened in my household. One of the reasons that children can often choke is when they stick something in their mouth and they run around. A child with running around with something in their mouth is certainly a danger zone because they can stumble and down it goes. And this happened in my house. My daughter, when she was two, was sitting at the table. She picked up one of her rice crackers. She stuck it in her mouth. She stood up. She raised an eyebrow and off she went. And as I was yelling at her to come back and sit back down, because that's the rule in our house, if you're eating, you're on your bottom, she stopped and I went, oh, thank goodness she's actually listening to me. But she wasn't. She was choking. And I realised when I ran over to her and she took a big breath in and a huge cough out, She had her mouth open. I looked in her mouth and her eyes were wide with panic. That's one of the differences between gagging and choking. A child who is gagging is not going to be panicked. A child who is choking, they are scared. And my daughter looked scared. I could see that rice cracker right at the back of her throat. And what I wanted to do was that I wanted to reach in there and scoop it out. 
However, I know what to do. And I knew that if I stuck my finger in her mouth and tried to scoop that out, I would have pushed that further down. So I didn't. Make sure that if your child is choking on something, that you don't do a big finger sweep to the back of their throat because you may push that object further down. If it's at the front and you can easily grab it, by all means do so. But otherwise, you've got to leave it there, which is what I did. Lucky for us, she had a strong, effective cough. And if your child has a strong, effective cough, then you just need to encourage them to keep coughing. I know that you want to go ahead and whack them on the back and try and help them to get that out. But if you hit them on the back whilst they're taking in that nice big breath, you could actually dislodge that object and inhale it further down, which could potentially block off their airway. What I did, I encouraged her to keep coughing. Three big coughs later, cracker comes flying out, rest of lunch comes flying out, she's in tears, I'm in tears. And she didn't eat that brand of crackers for about two years afterwards because, of course, it was the cracker's fault. When we need to intervene, and intervene quickly, is when our child doesn't have that strong, effective cough. When either they're silent or they have an ineffective cough. Uh, uh, uh. That's not a lungful of air coming in or out. We need to intervene, and we need to intervene quickly. We're going to pull them out of the high chair or whatever it is that they're in. We're going to lay them facing downwards along our lap. And between their shoulder blades, with the heel of our hand, we're going to give up to five back blows. It's a strong, forceful blow between the shoulder blades. But it's not just a pat. If you can imagine, it's like a pendulum, your arm. We're really giving that forceful boost between the shoulder blades to force that air out of their lungs to try and pop out that object. And we're going to do that five times. Mind you, if it comes out after the first one, you don't need to do all five. If after those five back blows, the object hasn't come out, I want you to turn them over. And with your hand, or if it's a young baby, with your two fingers right on the centre of their chest over that hard breastbone, so not on their tummy, on that hard breastbone, you're going to give up to five chest thrusts. It's not like CPR. CPR is smooth and rhythmical. This is a short, sharp thrust, once again, to try and force that air out of the lungs to pop out that object. If it still hasn't come out, then we go back to our back blows again. And what's really important is that we have help coming. Make sure that you or somebody with you has called triple zero because you want those paramedics coming quick smart to help. If your child becomes unconscious, then you need to start doctors ABCD. Most importantly, particularly in children, don't be tempted to do the Heimlich manoeuvre. Here in Australia, the Australian Resuscitation Council does not recommend that you do this. The Heimlich manoeuvre is when you grab somebody around the tummy and you forcefully push upwards into their abdomen. This can cause lots of problems in kids, including damaging their soft, sensitive organs. Remember, if your child has an effective cough, encourage them to keep coughing. If their cough is ineffective or silent, five back blows, up to five chest thrusts, over and over until either help arrives, they clear out the object, or they become unconscious. And if they're unconscious, you are doing 
Doctors ABCD. Do you have a question you want answered? No myth is too silly or question too ridiculous. Email us, podcast at babyology.com.au. Ain't that the truth? Research and host, Sarah Hunstead. Production, Chloe McKenzie. Executive producer, Tim Ritchie. Ain't That the Truth is a Babyology podcast. Podcast.